Online skimming ended up costing consumers, businesses, and credit card companies $1.8 billion last year alone. British Airways, Puma, Ticketmaster, these companies are among many around the country that have been recent targets of dangerous cyber attacks. It's a crime that allows criminals to steal your personal information as you type it into an online shopping website. This is C-Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security, reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan. Skimming is one of the largest hidden cyber threats to businesses and individuals. It can lurk in the background of any digital transaction, stealing money and personal information in the process. According to a recent Threat Landscape report, credit card skimming accounts for 30% of all data breaches that target retailers. It's no wonder then that skimming increased when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Threat actors have been eager to take advantage of the rise in digital purchases. In March 2020 alone, online credit card skimming jumped by 26%. But what exactly does skimming look like? And how does it work? I spoke with Matt Wachinski, VP of Cisco Talis, and a recurring guest on C-Suite to learn more. So skimming is when you take a little bit off the top. So if you're like a cashier, and somebody gives you a $20 bill and you're supposed to put the whole 20 in the till and you just take it, you put it in your pocket. That's like the traditional definition of skimming. You take the good stuff off the top. You leave enough over there so that people don't uh, know that things are missing. In today's world, skimming gets a little more complicated. It's really about how people steal credit cards while you're doing point of sale transactions, like when you go buy gas or when you go to a you know, convenience store and you use your credit card. And so skimming has gotten really technically advanced um, over the last five, 10 years. So the mechanics underneath skimming, there's a couple different ways to do it. We'll hit one of the kind of simpler ones. This is like the redirect scam. So I go to a website and I break into it. And then instead of where they have the credit card form, I've replaced it with a credit card form that goes to mybadguy.com. And so when you put in your credit card details, it gets sent over to the to the bad guy. And if they're really good, it also gets sent to that online merchant and your transaction completes. And so now the bad guy has your credit card information, your personal information, your, probably your address and all the other stuff you typed in and your purchase completed. So you don't know anything is wrong until sometime in the future. And then there's a whole life cycle for what happens to that personal data once it's been collected. Clearly, credit card skimming through websites is a major threat to companies and consumers. But can skimming attacks happen out in the physical world too? We asked Matt to tell us about skimming devices and where they might be hiding in our everyday lives. Skimming devices are probably some of the coolest stuff that we get to encounter in our job because we get to help out the local police department with these 
devices. And we've seen some really neat ones. And so like back in the day, what would happen is somebody would have an actual Magstripe reader. And so there would be uh, somebody at the retail place that was in on the scam. They would have this Magstripe reader. And so when they took your card from your table or whatever at a restaurant, they'd go back and they'd run it twice. Once through their little Magstripe reader, it would save the information. And then once through the, you know, the actual Magstripe reader for the, for the restaurant or whatever. And so you actually had to have somebody in on the game. Now you don't have to have somebody in on the game. So they, they eliminated the, you know, the person that they had to pay off. And now they're going to compromise those machines directly. And with 3D printing and other types of stuff, they can now print these perfectly good, you know, overlay pieces that look the same as that credit card reader and whatever retail location you go to or whatever gas pump you go to. So think about it. You go to a gas pump and there's the credit card, you know, reader that you put your credit card into and then authorize your transaction by putting in your zip code and then you get to pump gas. And so we've seen devices that work in a couple different ways. One of them would be it actually just fits over the credit card reader. And so it looks exactly like the original one. It's just a piece of plastic that fits right over top of that credit card reader. And so when you put your credit card in, it reads it, it functions, the gas pump works. And there's a little camera on the bottom of it that looks at what keys you're typing in for your, you know, your zip code or your um, authorization code for your debit card. And it records those things. And then the bad guy comes back a couple days later, takes his little piece of hardware away, and he's got all the credit card information. We've also seen really cool devices that go inside gas pumps. And these things, the bad guys open up the gas pumps because they have a key for them, plug in a bunch of stuff into this device that they've created. And then there's nothing for anybody to see. There's no piece of plastic on the outside or whatever. And it's sitting there collecting information. And some of them are really cool. They have Bluetooth. So the bad guys don't even have to come back and collect it. They just come to the parking lot and fire up their laptop, suck down the Bluetooth information. And some of them actually have, um, you know, cell phones in them. And so they call the bad guy and they give them the information. We've also seen devices inside of like retail where, you know, you go into, uh, you know, your standard retail location. They've got the little box up there at the grocery store or whatever, and you put your credit card into it or you do the swipe. We've seen ones that um, actually replace that entire device, and it's now the bad guy's device. But it still works. So it's really hard to know that it's been, uh, been compromised. According to Matt, today cyber criminals use discrete and high-tech readers to access your credit card information. Some of these readers are so advanced that the information gets transferred wirelessly to the threat actor without them having to come back and pick up the device. These tactics make it seem like skimming would be difficult to detect. I caught up with Detective Nathan Reddig to learn whether skimming can be caught and if so, how. From my experiences, the suspects are pretty hard to identify because they're not from the area and most of the time they're not actually from the country. In the summer of 2017, we were getting crushed with gas pump uh, skimmers. You know, we were going around to all of the gas stations in our jurisdiction saying, hey, this is going on. A lot of the gas stations started doing hourly 
you know, every couple hours they'd go out and they would actually check all of their pumps. They would open the pumps up and look for skimmers. The one case, the one gas station found a skimmer. They alerted us. We reviewed some surveillance footage. We saw that this particular skimmer was a Bluetooth skimmer, meaning that the suspect would have to come back into the area and then download all of the information that was stored on the skimmer through a Bluetooth connection. Um, so basically, we set up a surveillance detail, and sure enough, that evening, the suspects came back. They pulled up to the pump that the skimmer was on. Uh, you could actually see the suspect like holding his phone out the window to the gas pump, trying to pick up the Bluetooth signal, unbeknownst to him. Obviously, we had already removed the skimmer, but they were stopped and they were taken into custody and arrested. Found out where they were staying. Search warrant was done. The hotel that they were at. And we found a nice stack of fraudulent cards that they had made up. Thanks to the great communication with the local gas stations, Nathan and his team were able to catch a threat actor red-handed. But that wasn't the only time. Nathan told us about another success story where they found the criminals behind an ATM skimming scam. The second one was a, was a crew who was doing ATM skimming. Patrol officer took a report from a bank that had good surveillance footage of one of the individuals installing a skimmer onto their ATM. A lookout was sent out, and then a, uh, a diligent patrol officer got called to a hotel for a disorderly subject. And he goes to the hotel and actually sees the same person who he just saw on the lookout. He got in touch with us. Again, we set up a, a surveillance detail at the hotel. There's actually officers in, in the room next door to the room that the bad guys were in. And you could actually hear them swiping the cards through their card reader. They were encoding cards. It makes it this thing sound. There's a pretty unique beep every time you swipe a card. When they came out of the room, went to their cars, officers were in the parking lot waiting for them. And they were ultimately arrested with a lot of currency, a lot of counterfeit cards, a lot of counterfeit checks. It took a lot of coordination and a little bit of luck, but Nathan and his team were able to stop the bad guys and learn more about their tactics in the process. In both of these real life examples, the skimming attacks were designed to steal information from as many people as possible. So how can individuals actively protect themselves against these unknown skimming devices? I asked Matt to weigh in. I guess the nice thing and the bad thing is there's a lot of this credit card information out there. So just because somebody has collected your credit card data from a skimmer doesn't mean it's immediately going to get used because they've collected thousands of credit cards that day or that week or however long it was there. And they're going to try to find the best ones. So the people with the best limits, the people with you know the least amount of security on their accounts, and they're going to start walking through that process to figure out which cards are going to be the highest value for what they need to get done. And so if you do happen to be one of the unlucky people that somebody uses your credit card information to buy fraudulent goods or services, then you're going to have to walk through a number of things. And this is where things can get a little confusing and a little time consuming because there are a lot of different places you're going to have to go along the way. First, you're going to be want to pay attention to your credit card statements and how you see your transactions. I know a lot of people these days, they like get them on their phone in real time, which is spectacular because hopefully if you're in that situation, you can just be like, no, and deny the purchase right away. 
And then hopefully you don't have to do anything at that point because you've told the bank, you know, that purchase was fraudulent. They turn off your card immediately. No funds were lost. You know, even the bank might get, a, you know, into a good situation and they'll have to work it out with the merchants. So at that point, you're okay. But if it's like a month later or they do something other than just use that credit card, they do something to affect your credit as a whole, there's other steps you have to go through. First is dollar recovery. So you're going to want to work with your bank or institution on that credit card. That usually means calling customer support, going through their fraud reporting process. Most you know banks and financial institutions, this process is usually really easy. It's an 800 number on the back of your card for the fraud department, or it's something you can do online in their own websites. So you do that process. If it gets more complex than that, and it gets into identity theft, then you're going to want to go to identitytheft.gov and create an account and start walking through the 10-step process that that website will walk you through for all the things that you need to do to protect your credit and your identity moving forward. Although skimming attacks can be hard to detect, there are many ways for individuals to be proactive about protecting their credit card accounts. And if fraud does occur, the authorities are there to help. But what can businesses do to help keep themselves and their customers safe? I asked Detective Nathan for his thoughts. Just from the short time that I've been doing these investigations, I've seen and heard of ATM technology improving. I've seen gas stations upgrade their gas pumps that are more tamper-proof. For the most part, I think the banks and like I say, gas stations, I think are doing their due diligence and are making it harder for skimmers. I know with credit cards having chips now, that also helps. But I have heard in Europe that they are doing chip skimming now. They're capturing those signals and, and duplicating chips. So I, I would expect that would be coming in a couple of years if it's not already here. Law enforcement, we're kind of reactive. We can't force a bank or we can't force a gas station to update their technology. We're just kind of reactive. We respond and Hopefully we can get enough clues to start putting a case together and hopefully catching the bad guy. Again, I think it's having the updated and staying up to date with your technology for whatever type of credit card reader that you have. Like I said, the gas pumps, if you're a gas station, have the the newer gas pumps with the tamper-proof card readers. Also, just from a law enforcement standpoint, what we benefited from the most was the business's surveillance system. The particular case that I mentioned, that gas station had really good surveillance cameras and that helped us read license plates, helped us you know, see faces. So I, I think having good surveillance is, is important, important for any business. With tamper-proof technology and effective surveillance, Businesses can start by being proactive about skimming fraud instead of reactive. But will that have a true impact on the future of skimming attacks? Are we getting better at catching threat actors? Here's Matt to explain. I wouldn't say anybody's mastered like how to fix this, but there are a few merchant-related things on the Visa and MasterCard side where they've spent significant amount of time training vendors downstream, like the merchants, as to what to look for, how to help prevent skimmers being installed, and what should be happening there. And there's a lot of cool technologies like Apple Pay, 
the online stuff like Venmo and PayPal for how you can do transactions more securely. I would say like in, from a government perspective, like there's some challenges here. Like it, it's not easy to fix things when things go wrong. There's a lot of things you got to call, people you got to talk to that may not have like an actual result. And so I think there's a place where the government can do better, both in education uh, and telling consumers how they can better protect themselves. After learning more about skimming from Matt and Detective Nathan, here are three key takeaways to keep in mind. First, skimming attacks can be very sneaky, but that doesn't mean you can't take action to protect yourself. Ask your provider about ways to improve security on your credit card accounts. Pay close attention to your daily credit card transactions and opt in to notifications about new transactions when they happen. The earlier you report a fraudulent purchase, the easier it will be to avoid theft down the line. Second, businesses are one of the prime targets for digital skimming, especially during the pandemic. To stay protected, companies should always be up to date with their payment technology, whether that's additional security in your online buying process or tamper-proof card readers at your storefront. And when it comes to catching cybercrime in the act, great surveillance is always a good idea. And third, threat actors are becoming more advanced and knowledgeable. As they continue to learn more, it's important that we all do the same. Individuals must stay educated on new skimming attacks and how to spot them. Meanwhile, industry leaders and law enforcement must keep their finger on the pulse and educate merchants and citizens about how to make transactions as safe as possible. I want to give a huge thank you to our guests, Matt Wachinski and Detective Nathan Reddig for joining me today. And thank you for listening to C-Suite. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Claudette McGowan. Tune in for our next full episode on June 24th. And remember, with over 4 billion of us online, we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected.